With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. G'day, it's Ben Davis. Thanks for catching up on Mornings here on SENQ. But you know what? You can also catch up some great content with other SEN shows, such as Brecky with Patty and Heels, The Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Denon Kemp, all on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But until then, sit back and enjoy and make sure you tell your mates. We're going to talk some rugby league in just a moment. We know the PNG bit. We've had a lot of feedback on this, and you and I have had great conversations about the 18th team in the NRL. This time last week, we were talking Perth or PNG. We know the Australian government is backing PNG to the hilt. We know the broadcasters would give Perth the big tick off. Uh, but since you and I last spoke, there has been some movements on this as far as the PNG bid is concerned uh, because there has been talk of a joint venture coming in from the Queensland Cup champions, East, the Brisbane Tigers, East Tigers. that They themselves want to put in a bid for the 18th team, the 18th licence. They said they could be up and running in the next two years. If they were to combine with PNG, that might take a little bit longer, but I'm wondering what that would look like. Uh, what would they be called? Where would they play? Who would be in charge? Well, let's find out. The Tigers' bid boss, the bid chief, is Shane Richardson. He's on the line now. Shane, very good morning to you. Good morning, Ben. Uh, the PNG bid, um, jumping into bed with them. Can I ask the reason behind this? Um, we had discussions with um, the PNG bid late last year and early this year about looking at a joint venture, um, which we discussed uh, with them. Um, Obviously, uh, they then chose to uh, focus in on uh, getting their own bid. I think uh, you know, pushed along by uh, Anthony Albanese and, uh, and and Peter Volandis. And so what we said was that we're ready to stand on our own anyway. I mean, we're ready to start as in 2026. And we've got a great club, great leagues club, 90 years of tradition. And we're a true football club, so we're there. But certainly, you know, for the betterment of the game, we're always interested in looking at uh, doing a joint venture. Well, the fact that it's got the government backing too, that that, that seems to me that there's a, a fair bit of um, clout, a fair bit of push, and also uh, some backing there that may be the, the one that is very hard to say no to for the NRL. So I think strategically it's it's not a bad play for... for um, well, it, it's, it's interesting to say strategically it's not a bad play. At the end of the day, there is, there is very limited pathways in Papua New Guinea. To set up a proper pathway system, we take a... A, a, a period of time with a lot of expertise to make sure that happens. There is only two current players who play in the NRL that are born in Papua New Guinea, Xavier Coates and Justin Allen. No other ones. No other ones that play in the NRL. So to talk about the pathways and everything else, especially when you consider that the west of Brisbane is the most, uh, the area under most attack from the AFL in Australia. Uh, the NRL competition is not rugby union. It's not any other soccer. The NFL, the NRL competition for our players now, our junior pathways, is the AFL. And from that point of view, there's no question mark whether, whether there's over 21,000 participants in rugby league from from uh, Logan through to Ipswich to, to Toowoomba 
that the opportunities for pathways to the NRL are far greater there. Now, I'm not saying PNG shouldn't be in the competition. I'm not saying that at all. But to be shuffle ready by 226, 227, it would be very extremely difficult. What I'm saying is that there was a club with 90 years of tradition, players from under sevens to first grade, two female first grade football sides in the NRLW, in the Queensland, Queensland women's competition. We're shovel ready now. And, but I understand the need and want. I've been an international supporter for years and years for PNG to come in. My question, Mark, is not uh, it's when. And what I'm saying, that uh, uh, the opportunity we saw last year and earlier this year for a joint venture was a win-win for both people. It was an opportunity to start pumping into the game, uh, into the NRL, and at the same time develop players for the future of the game. Because at the moment, it would be extremely difficult. Second thing is, talking about putting a team in North Queensland and Cairns, I'd like to know how the Cowboys feel about that. Uh, that'll be the first question. But secondly, you're still playing 24 games away in a season because you, you, you'll be playing in Port more than anybody else away. Now, all I'm saying is the opportunity to be able to play in games, games in Brisbane and also in Port Moresby would, would seem to be a logical choice. But at the end of the day... From our point of view, we just wanted to make the statement that we were considered that early. We thought that was a way to go forward. But when PNG chose through the, uh, the pushing of the government on regarding China, then it's obviously become a bit more difficult. But from our point of view, we have no doubt that we should be the next team in the 18th team in the NRL. All right, Richard. Well, you've answered then my next question. You're still very much ploughing on and wanting to be your own identity, but you're open to. Oh, that's how I'm reading this. Yeah. You're open to pairing up with yeah. PNG if that's if if that's the way. And, and the strategy I was getting at was the, the fact that government money and if there's a push from Canberra to do this, then it very well may happen. It may be the immovable force, but. Let's have a look at the what you mentioned there about pathways and the attack on the NRL from AFL. Is that the main pitch from you? Is that is that is that where this goes down that path to say, hey, we're putting up the walls here and defending our own turf? Well, I think you've got to consider this, okay? There's thirty eight percent of all players who participate in the game come from Queensland. That's the statistic. There's sixteen percent of them play in the NRL. The opportunities for Queenslanders to play in the NRL should be far greater than they are at the moment. The bottom line is that we've got wonderful Redcliffe's proven just what a wonderful opportunity is to have competition down here and players come through the ranks. And they're a, they're a true uh, development club. They've got players from under sevens through the first grade. I, mm. I admire what they've done and they've done a great job. What I'm saying on the western side of town, there's a club called Eastern Suburbs with 90 years of tradition. $70 million in assets, $25 million in the, ca- in the bank account, an EBITDA of $7.8 million a year, and a, a thriving community program throughout the west of west of Brisbane, from Ips Logan through to Toowoomba. My point about it is that would seem to me to be a logical way of promoting and, and making the game greater, especially when there's only 18% of Queenslanders who participate in the game playing in the NRL. Home base, would that be Suncorp Stadium? Yes. Oh, look, see, I think it's a Queensland team. It's such a lot of Queensland show pup in. We would be interested in playing, you know, the number of games at Suncorp Stadium. There's still nine nine weekends a year when Suncorp's not used for rugby league. Uh, we'd be interested in playing, it's obviously, it's all over Queensland. We'd be interested in taking the game to Cairns and Mackay or otherwise, because I think it could be a truly Queensland team. It's not just based based in Brisbane, but truly a Queensland team. And if it was a joint venture with Papua New Guinea, it'd be a truly uh, a venture between Queensland and Papua New Guinea. 
And what we would do is, again, we wouldn't play all the games at Suncorp. We'd certainly take games away, the games that were uh, allotted to Brisbane away, away in Queensland country, and the games that were allotted to Papua New Guinea, we'd play in Port Moresby. Um, you know, I think the women's team should be based there. They've got a very strong team in Port Moresby. There's enormous opportunities for development of programs such as we've got at Easter Rising, dealing with a whole range of different things that need to be done in the community in Papua New Guinea, which I know the women's team could do. Um, uh, and, and, and I think it's, it's just really interesting to note that, you know, at the end of the day, the three key people from Papua New Guinea, Reese Martin, who's currently in the team that plays there, uh, El, Elsie Albert, who's the captain of the women's team, and, and Justin Owen, who's the, the star player in the NRL, all say they can't understand how they can be a team in 2027. That's not from us, that's from them. What they can be in 2027 is a joint venture that allows uh, Papua New Guinea to grow, work with the pathways of professional rugby league and professional backing, financed by our own clubs, to go forward to show that to establish it so they can have their own franchise. But to throw it in there at the moment, with with and I think it should come in. But to throw it in there at the moment is a retrograde step for for the NRL and also more importantly for players and participants in Queensland. His Tigers bid boss, Shane Richardson, on the line, talking through the possible joint venture with PNG for that 18th licence, but also very headstrong to say the Tigers can do it, we can do it alone, and we can be up and ready by 2026. Geez, that's a tight turnaround, 2026. Does it give you Does it give you time to recruit? Because we know that's where the Dolphins uh, had that issue of really only getting a team together within a couple of weeks of playing. If you announced in 24, you'd have you'd have nearly 18 months or two years, or in 27 is when when the television contracts new uh, mm. comes up for grabs. But the reality is, for East point of view, let's just have a look at East. We've got a base right in the heart of town near the Gabba, um, an incredibly strong leagues club. Um, we've got a, we've got uh, uh, you know we just built an 11 million dollar uh, extension to the club, financed 10 million out of our own bank account, not from the government. No one, no government had to put money into that. We've done it ourselves. A program we've invested over a million dollars in, in you know, a, a community program to the west of west of Brisbane. I mean, we're shovel ready now. Now you say players. I just made the point about percentage of players. When given the opportunity, what Redcliffe's proven is that is that you know you can be competitive straight away if you've got the right environment and the right culture. Now I figure that as you know the the the, the, the current Queensland Cup champions. Uh, the depth and length of 90 years in the game, some of the greatest players we've produced. You know, I think we could be shovel ready in 26. In 27, it, it would be a lady of Mazaire. So, I, I, but, but once again, I just make the point that if we're really talking about pathways and developing the game, we should be making sure that we develop against a major competitor. And our major competitor is the AFL. There's a reason why they've, they've set their club up at Springfield. There's a reason why they got the leagues with leagues club at Springwood, because that's where the greatest growth of of a population and the greatest amount of participants of players who are more likely to play in the NFL and NRL and ARL is. So smart, very smart. We've got no competition. Shane, before I let you go, if the joint venture with PNG was to happen, what would it look like? How would it be framed? Would the Tigers have to give up their their name, their their colours? How would that work? Well, we were always going to give up that. We were always going to give up name, names and colours. I mean, we've got a tradition in the in in the BRL and the QRL, and and we'll always be the Tigers at Langlands Park, as that mm. kind of what it goes. However, but we've got no sticking for names or colours. 
or a, a new team. That that's something that should be divided. If it was decided, it'd be decided by the George Mentors. Now we went in last time with the name Firehawks, and a lot of people didn't realise that it was actually East Club behind it. But we had to go for a new name, new colour, because there is there is a Tigers already in the NRL. Yeah. So, but this time we made it clear that it's the East Group behind the Firehawks, and the Firehawks is, is you know is is a, is, a, is, a, is a native bird of Northern Queensland, which spread in, in Papua New Guinea, by the way. <laughs> which spreads fire to 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 to, to, to uh, flush out its its prey and indigenous people of north of northern uh, of, of northern territory have utilised that fact for a long time in gathering food. My point about it all is this though: is that colours and names are not relevant. It's a, it would be a Queensland Stroke Papua Guinea team if it was there, or a Queensland team if we were to go ourselves, and we would be taken if we were a Queensland team going by ourselves. We would be taking a minimum of four games a season away to uh, country Queensland. Always good to chat. Shane Richardson, appreciate it. It's a compelling argument, isn't it? He's the bid chief for the Tigers, uh, East, but what that entity looks like in the NRL. The 18th team, we're, we're all agreed it is going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Uh, Richo's talking about 2026. I, I can't see it happening before the next TV rights deal. Uh, the, the fact that a license could be granted that would all be tied into part of that broadcast deal. So being shovel ready now is one thing. I just can't see it happening before that. They're, n- they're not going to announce another team in the middle of a deal because how do you maximise that benefit? But one of their arguments, the key arguments, and it's something that the PNG bid won't have up their sleeve, and it's combating AFL. You heard the numbers. Coming into Rugby League Heartland, that's going to be a strong part of the pitch. Should that be a big part of why and where the NRL decides where the 18th theme is going to be? 13-13-55-0467-736-736. 19 minutes past 10. November 1, it is silly season that has erupted already in the NRL Oh, those who are up for contract, I can't believe we're still under this system, but those whose contract runs out next year, as of today, can now officially test themselves in the open market and talk to other clubs. Where does it leave your club? We'll find out after this.